Hi, and welcome to the Toxic Cooking Show, where we break down toxic people into the simplest ingredients. I'm your host, Lindsay McLean, and with me, as always, is my fantastic co-host. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'm the host this week. No, you're not. Um, I am. No, because this is a continuation of last week with the lies and deceits. Yeah, but I'm the one who brought up personal responsibility, so like, this is mine. Well, it looks like we're having a disagreement, Mm. which brings us to today's show. I feel set up. (laughs) (laughs) personal responsibility oh boy tell me about it (laughs) so just to give you a recap Mm -hmm. last week i brought up three different cases ended up with murders over money or sex whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. the first case i brought up with jordan and brian jordan was a 21 year old at the time and brian was 49 years old And it started off as a quote unquote roommate situation. And roommates, (laughs) roommates, wink. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And it ended off with more than roommates. Is that how it actually ended, though? It ended, ended with Jordan killing off Brian, taking over the house. Jordan grew up very poor, and Brian was a self-made millionaire, had all these luxury items, and he ended up dead. Meanwhile, Jordan continued to live in the house Mm -hmm. uh, with a dead body underneath. Delicious. (laughs) So she eventually got caught. She is in prison for that. The second case that I brought up was Kelsey Turner and Dr. Bacard or Birchcard. Kelsey is AKA Bad Barbie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I love it. And she was a BC list Instagram influencer model. Dr. Card was a child psychiatrist and he had a lot of money they ended up getting together the doctor Picard had done nice things for other people in the past with mm-hmm. any expectations somehow with bad barbie it ended up being a relationship bad barbie at the time was 26 dr Birchcard was 71 at the time a little bit of an age difference, but... It's, yeah, it's so gross. I mean, <laughs> each their own, but yikes. He threatened to stop paying her all this money. He had gave her $300,000. So he was paying her rent, paying two to $4,000 a week, all these other things, a new car. Altogether, it was like 300000 It was way up there. Yeah. In a short amount of time, Mm -hmm. like six months or so, he threatened to stop. She invited him over to Las Vegas. He was going to go over there and just lay down that no more. Mm -hmm. And that was the last that anybody had heard from him. A week later, where he was found in a rental car in the trunk and blood in the house that she was staying at. Definitely totally an accident. Totally an accident. Mm -hmm. And then the final case 
was she's in prison right yeah she she's is the one who has the you can write her in prison i think oh god yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants a pin pal by the way so murdered anybody lately <laughs> how's it going you know small talk <laughs> the third and final one is a girl by the name sylvia last name i'm not even gonna attempt because it's a Bulgarian name Grant, Grant was a, or is a Florida man. Oh, I love it. Uh, Already <laughs> tells you where this story is going. <laughs> and Sylvia was a, or is a cam girl model. Grant was giving her $250,000 in six months time. Wow. And all this money was from his parents' credit cards. Sylvia said that she was in a relationship or that they were in a relationship would send like personal like uh, videos and things like that. Mm -hmm. When we left off last week, we were kind of going over like whether or not it was truly a toxic thing or if it was just kind of on the other person. Now, right. Yeah. Who who's to blame for which parts and how much responsibility you have as the person to say, I probably shouldn't be doing this. Should I say something to the other person? What's my involvement? My take on it is that case with Grant and Sylvia, Grant had killed off his parents and one of his brothers took off after multiple attempts of stopping Grant from going to see her. Obviously you can't, pin the murders himself on Sylvia. Mm -hmm. What I was kind of saying was that Grant's parents had reached out to Sylvia mm -hmm. saying that all these things that Grant was on her were BS, that this wasn't his money mm -hmm. and that what he was doing mm -hmm. when he came back from rehab for internet addiction. Mm -hmm. And when he came back from rehab for internet addiction, he started talking to Sylvia again and continued to send over money. His parents got pissed, kicked him out. Once he got kicked out, then Grant killed off his parents and one of his brothers. Mm -hmm. As tragic as it is, yeah, you know, you can't blame Sylvia for the murder itself. Yeah. What I do see as blame for Sylvia is the idea that she stated that she was in a relationship with him and that she sent him all these personal videos and enticed him mm -hmm. to send over all this money. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird one because on the one hand, if you're in a relationship, I get that she's a cam girl. That's how she makes her money. Congrats to her. I don't, I don't have the body or personality for that. <laughs> I wish when I see the amount of money she makes, you're like, ooh, maybe. <laughs> um, but I do find it a little bit strange. You'd say, okay, I've met this person through here. Um, we're now in a relationship, an actual relationship, but you're still paying to access me. That is gross. Then again, you could say, well, the other person's choosing to follow through with that. You know, it's basically like a sugar daddy type situation almost. Not quite. That's different. But, you know, when you enter into something like that, you both agree. That's like, here's here's how it works. You give me money. I come hang out with you. And we're all on the same page about what kind of, you know, that might mean. Did you ever know? I don't know if you ever knew her. There was a girl at Temple who had a sugar daddy. 
I don't want to say her name. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, and that, that seemed to work out great for her, for instance, that they had this agreement. He was helping pay for stuff. I mean, I know she got like a full sleeve tattoo that he paid for because that was something that she really wanted. You could argue it's like, you know, yes, that's a relationship, but everyone's on the same page. And how much was that done here? I don't know if we know. I don't know how much info ever actually came out because unfortunately, you know, of course, the police like never arrested her did they ever even interrogate her so they tried reaching out to her but she refused to say anything about it and since she Mm -hmm. lives outside the country nothing they could do yeah yeah, really nothing that they can do yeah it's i feel like she knew that what she was doing was not great based on that alone um because otherwise you would probably want to clear your name and be like no it wasn't like i never said that um i would not be surprised. I'm not going to say I 100% believe this because I, I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if she didn't potentially have other people who she had said like, oh, you know, yeah, we're in a relationship. We're doing this. Like, you're my honey bum schnuggly poo, whatever <laughs> horrific nickname you want to give them. <laughs> is that is that how couples talk nowadays? Uh, That's snooky, what wookie, pookie bear. <laughs> <laughs> I could never be one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I do feel that, you know, there was potentially, there's a high likelihood that that was happening, which is why she didn't want to. Then again, as part of her profession, you could say that like, this is, this is expected, you know, it's expected if you go to, you know, get a lap dance that the girl's going to like be interested in you, quote unquote. Um, yeah, of course she's interested in you. Like the idea is that you're going to pay her. Like this is her job is she comes and she dances for you and you give her money and like, hooray. Um, and if she's just like, Ew. <laughs> that's not how you get money. Maybe you need to find a new profession, babes. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a, it's a tricky one. I mean, I, I see pretty well black and white mm-hmm. that. Just like you said, as far as like if there is a girl who is giving lap dances, mm-hmm. as long as she's holding it to that degree, mm-hmm. the moment that she says, I really like you and I care about you and I want a relationship with you, mm-hmm. that's where the line is crossed over. That's where the line of responsibility kind of gets mm-hmm. transferred from the guy over to the girl. To me, it's not so black and white because again, you know, with the lap dance, it's this very clear, like I need to show interest in you to do this. It's kind of also the same way that when you go to Target, for instance, um, and the customer service person is ringing you up and they're like, hi, how are you? With that, you know, beautiful American (laughs) smile that I miss so much living here in France where, you know, what is customer service? (laughs) (laughs) Bonjour, fuckhead. (laughs) They do always say bonjour because you have to say that, but that's like... You ain't getting a smile. Mm-mm. Not today, sweetie. What do you want? <laughs> but, you know, they're going to be, like, very smiley and friendly. If you go out to a restaurant, the server is going to be, like, really smiley and friendly. Hey, how are you doing? Let me get you guys seated. You know, how's the weather? You know, they're going to be very chatty with you because they want that tip. They're they're looking forward like, to that money that comes at the end of them serving you at the table. The customer service person at Target, too. Well, the, the cashier, rather, at Target, you know, that's ringing you up or wherever they're ringing you up. 
they also, to a lesser extent, but same thing, know that you have to put on that face. You have to put on that act. And you're really friendly with people and you're really like there in the moment and really nice. And we understand that that is, well, unfortunately, not all of us do because Karens exist in the world. But <laughs> most people can understand that this is probably not how you actually feel. That server is probably pretty miserable and dead inside and just wants to go home and have a job that pays a living wage. But here in the moment, you know, you've cranked the happiness up to 11 and you're going to you're going to go for it. And we acknowledge it like this is this is fake. We're we're playing a game here, almost role playing. And I think that you could argue that in this situation with the cam girls, you know, that is part of the role that she's supposed to act interested in you. She's supposed to say these things. She if she wants to continue to get money, she can't just sit there and be like well, I showed you my titties. What else? <laughs> you know, just like completely stone face, you know, no interaction, no showing interest in men. You're not going to do hot. <laughs> that's, that's where I kind of say, again, you know, there is that line where, yes, obviously there's flirtation. Yeah. And it's where is that line of flirtation and relationship? So I really like you and, you know, like, oh, you're so sweet. And, and this is really putting your toes to the line mm -hmm. saying like, if we were in a relationship or mm -hmm. we could definitely be together, that's you're crawling right up to that line and your toes are kind of hanging over the line, but yeah. you're still in that realm of flirtation. So do we know what specifically was ever said in the text messages so it, did any of that ever come out and be made public so i don't think uh the only thing that i ever saw was there was a video that she had sent him mm -hmm. and you could tell that it was just flat out she didn't care yeah she did a video and it was like i forget what response to but she's like Oh, poor baby. But like, as she's taking this self self video, mm -hmm. she's looking behind uh, the, the camera. Mm -hmm. So something's going on behind there that she cares about more than pampering him. I wouldn't actually be surprised if she never really engaged with this whole, yes, I love you. I want to be with you. All of that. I can see that this was potentially again we don't have we can't see the text messages we don't have that to actually be able to look at but i wouldn't be surprised if it was mainly in his head that he would say stuff and she didn't say no therefore to him that meant yes and she could continue in her lane and be like I never said I was dating you. <laughs> I never said I loved you. Like you specifically, Grant Damata. Like I never said that. But she edged close enough to it or just didn't respond to direct statements, that type of thing, that he would he could create his fantasy world that had her in it. And she could legitimately, again, it's it's right up on the border there, say, we're dating. You'd have to be delusional to think that. Look through these messages. Like, where did I say, yes, you know, would you be my Valentine? <laughs> you know, something stupid like that. She may have never said that. 
so he truly believed that they were in a uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. So even during like the police interrogation, he's calling her my girlfriend. He Um, also killed three members of his family. So I'm not (laughs) sure how trustworthy we think this man is. (laughs) Because, you know, with the other two instances, I think it was pretty clear what it was. You know, Jordan was dating this, this guy, the one who she killed and wrapped up and left under his house for a little while. They were dating, if I remember correctly. Um, and then same with the, the, the second one, the one out in the desert. That wasn't dating, but they were on the same page. Were they? Maybe not, actually. I, I mean, there was definitely some kind of relationship mm-hmm. going on. I don't know if they had that agreement that I, I get sex and, and I'll pay your rent, you know? Yeah. But if, if that is the case, then yeah, that that's, it's okay to have that agreement mm-hmm. that this is what I want from you and this is what I'll give you. Because I think you could make the argument that, for instance, what's her name? Sophia? Oh, uh, Sylvia. Sylvia. There we go. The Bulgarian woman. If you're going to make the argument that she has personal responsibility to have disengaged from Grant and said, hey, you're not in a good place, like this is not this is not appropriate, I think then you need to make the argument that the doctor, at the very least, should have followed through and done the same. That he should have looked at that situation and said, something is not right here. You're too young, too immature, like this is... I'm being used or, you know, where is this all coming from? Like, why am I having to pay all this money? I, I need to like go through with it. And I know you mentioned that like, he was worried that his board was going to. Yeah. She, or something. she said that she, she, he did try doing that. Did he try or did he try? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he did say that he was cutting it off, that he he didn't want the relationship mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, and that's when she threatened to call the board to make false accusations. So all that took was that for him to like roll over and play dead. I mean, as a social worker myself, if somebody made those types of threats, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, it's blackmail, but at the same time, but um, if you have proof of that, couldn't you just go to the board ahead of time and be like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if this person calls you, I can literally show you that, you know, they have, they've said to me that they're going to accuse me of this, like blackmail me of this. It's, I mean, it's, it's a very scary thing for, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times when people are acting out of fear, they're not thinking perfectly along the lines of, Oh, she just said it right here in the text message. I can easily know. Is that that quick response of, Oh shit, what am I going to do? I better like just shut her up and just, so he did try, and then he made that second attempt, and the second attempt was his Whoopsie. last attempt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You know, I, I kind of look at things through two different two different ways, mm-hmm. especially with with Sylvia. I okay. think that even if she didn't say "I love you" or didn't say "I'm I'm your girlfriend," mm-hmm. I'm guessing at the same time she probably didn't say "I'm not your girlfriend." Yes. Or that, that's what I guess too. Again, it's that weird, you know, he says it and she just doesn't respond to it and doesn't say, No, I'm not your girlfriend, or say, Yes, I am your girlfriend. There's just no no acknowledgement that I heard that. 
And that's what he's taking as a yes. And she knows it's not true. If that's indeed what happened. But she could point to her and be like, I never said I was. Never said I wasn't. <laughs> There's two things that I kind of think about from the other end. Is mm -hmm. that one, when somebody says something along the lines of like, ah, oh, you know, like you're, you're the best girlfriend ever or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. And you're not telling that other person one, you could also be looking at like, you know, somebody with like, you know, a, a mental uh, issue. Mm -hmm. So whether that is depression, anxiety, or borderline personality disorder, where it's, I, I have something beautiful and I'm going to hold on to it until I strangle it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things where people are not thinking clearly. So just like I was saying with the doctor, I mean, out mm -hmm. of fear, you're not thinking to yourself, oh, well, psh, all I have to do is just do this, this, and this. Yeah. And then everything is going to be fine. It's no, what the fuck am I going to do? But is it your responsibility to identify somebody and say, hey, I've read the DSM-5. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that you might have. <laughs> um, therefore, you should seek treatment and I'm not going to talk to you and I'm going to cut this off. Is that my responsibility as somebody who's out there dating that I need to identify this? Well, so and then here's the other part. Mm -hmm. We all didn't grow up the same way. And it's one of the hardest things that we kind of go through as people is that not everybody thinks like you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's funny. I remember when I was in boot camp and chief said to us, is this anybody's first time meeting somebody of color? Mm -hmm. And the majority of us, we kind of laughed and who the fuck hasn't. Yeah. And there was one kid from, Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like Iowa or Idaho, one of those. <laughs> so, and he he never met somebody of color before. But, I mean, there are places where, like, you know, like, Bumblefuck, Missouri. Yeah. Where, you know, people are taught to trust each other. And, I mean, like, growing up in a city-wise, like, you know, you're taught, you know, trust no one. So, yeah, I mean, my grandparents had a farm in North Carolina that my parents semi live there at the moment. And it's changed as more people have moved in. But it used to be, and I still do this because I don't want my grandmother to roll in her grave. <laughs> as you're driving along these little curvy mountain roads, you must wave to everyone because everyone knows everyone else. And they recognized each other's cars <laughs> and they would recognize that we had the Georgia license plate. So even though the car changed sometimes, it was like, oh yeah, that's Viva's kid. Carry on. <laughs> but you, you had, you had to wave because they all knew each other. And that's the thing. Like, you know, there are places in the country that still don't mm -hmm. lock their doors. Yeah. So when it comes to like trust and mm -hmm. honesty as being like a number one value, you can have dude from Bumblefuck, Missouri, who has grown up in this. Place. What's that? I hope that's a real place. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to make it one. <laughs> Let's work on that. <laughs> We're, we'll grow our own little town. On it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you have uh, somebody who grew up like Bumblefuck, Missouri, mm -hmm. and they have no idea of people lying or, or deceiving to get what they mm -hmm. want. You know, that's what Sylvia did in this case. I mean, it was straight up, like, deceiving. Yeah. You kind of think about, like, even even in companies, mm -hmm. companies will sometimes deceive and they will lie. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. once you kind of hit that point of like where you're gone from exaggerating the truth to like flat out to Steven, mm -hmm. then there is that whole idea that the company is held accountable. It's supposed to be. Supposed to be. And, and, and we as consumers, we expect that whatever is being said by the company is true. I mean, down to the point where fucking Red Bull got uh, sued for saying that they give you wings. Did they really get sued for that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a joke, but <laughs> yeah. Apparently they, they actually got sued for the tagline, uh, Red Bull gives Look, you wings. Look, just chug 17 of those in one go <laughs> and you'll get your angel wings. Like, or devil wings, whichever way you're going. Problem solved. <laughs> people <laughs> why, why as americans do we like to just sue everyone <laughs> i know there <laughs> but it is true i see what you're saying with that that we we expect people that once you cross over like you expect people to do a little bit of creative marketing and you know you're more or less accepting of you know a little bit of truth stretching like when you see that picture of the mcdonald's hamburger we know that you, when you roll up to McDonald's, that is not what you were getting. <laughs> I think it's going to look like 10 times flatter and sadder. And it's we've acknowledged that that's, that's how it's going to be. You see advertisements. We understand that those have been mostly like retouched. I get it that in this case, you know, you can say, and I do agree with you that she does have some personal responsibility. There are a couple different points where she could have done something and i don't think at every point she needed to but again it's still just like you, you continue here's somebody who you are leading on one way or another that like you're in a relationship maybe you said it and you didn't really like mean it maybe you were lying to him maybe again it was just as you weren't kind of engaging and you were allowing him to think which is a form of lying because if as you said if i say oh that was such a fantastic you know, video session boyfriend, like you're the best boyfriend mm -hmm. I've ever had. Um, and the guy's like, <clears throat> anyway, I've got to get going. <laughs> now, that's, that's a weird, that's a weird moment where you're like, you should have clarified and been like, so I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> this is not how that works. Um, and by choosing to let me continue to say that you are, in essence lying i mean you know stuff like that um the point when his parents contacted her and said this is what's been going on that was another point when she if she had ethics and she had morals that would have been a moment to that one to me is the bigger one to say "Ooh, i need to kind of stop here because again I, I we don't know what she was saying or not saying to him she may have said to him like i'm not your girlfriend for all we know. And he was just, he was so deep and lost in the sauce that he was like, nope, I don't care. You're my girlfriend. Here's another hundred dollars. And she was like, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want to keep paying for it, then even though I've told you, no, we won't ever know for that. Yeah. You know, the collaborating with the police, I think that would have been, would have been nice. I, I guess they could see the messages from his end though. So so yeah, I think that definitely like as a society, as, mm -hmm. as, as a species, one of the things that we're trying to strive for is having a better life and having a better life for not only us, but, you know, for society. You know, that's how, 
that's how we became who we are. Yeah. And once greed or lies come into play, mm-hmm. then you're putting other people into a horrible position. And especially when you're talking about like with the doctor's case of fear. Mm-hmm. And then the extreme other emotion is love. Mm-hmm. Whether if this guy was saying like, you know, like actually felt love for this girl mm-hmm. and did all these things like out of love is the same thing as the doctor, like not saying anything out of fear. Yeah, I can see your point. <laughs> <laughs> but continue. Keep trying to convince me. <laughs> what comes with love like you want to protect the other person you want to make the other person happy you want to be able to do things for and with the other person mm-hmm. maybe not to a degree of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in six months but <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah you know like that's that's what love is all about like you do things with your parent partner you build a team mm-hmm. if you see the other person in trouble you're sending the money to help them out and trying to be able to do the best and, and, you know, show your love and appreciation to that other person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things where, again, you know, whether or not she said, you know, like uh, where he was like, no, like I love you. And she's like, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) See you tomorrow. (laughs) See you tomorrow. (laughs) Or, or, you know, like, uh, or, or anything like that is like, okay, you know, I know he loves me and he'll do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, you know, like, I really kind of feel that that's where that line kind of gets crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I mean, I, I agree that she was wrong in it. I guess we're, we're still at that impasse where you're like, she was dead wrong, that bitch. <laughs> she did nothing right. And I feel like there's a lot more give there that there were moments where you're like, I mean, it makes you a bad person for sure. But, you know, there, there are plenty of people who will run around and do this type of thing. I'm, I'm going to generalize here for a second. And everyone who is Slavic is going to come out and murder me. And I'm really, <laughs> if that's, if that's the way I go, that's the way I go. <laughs> I've accepted my fate. Um, Slavic culture. And I'm including Bulgaria in this, even though they're like Southern Slavic, as opposed to like Russian, Ukrainian, Belarusian, like the more Northern ones. It's a very harsh culture. I think you've experienced this a little bit. I certainly have. I mean, in living in Russia and doing all the work like right now with Ukraine and volunteering and all of that that I've done. I mean, I have an NGO that I help run with a friend uh, that's based in Ukraine. And people have, to me, to my Western mind, there are no ethics and morals. Like, absolutely none. (laughs) <laughs> just, just like a complete <laughs> lack of them. The number of times that you have people who, you know, you would ask them and say, you know, one of the things that we were doing with this NGO was we were um, distributing baby boxes. Like my friend who was actually living there was the one who was like buying all this stuff and raising the money and collecting. I did social media for it. So <laughs> I, I was very helpful. You know, she was like on the ground doing this, like trying to interact with these people, like sending them these boxes. Um, These were women who were heavily pregnant. Um, The idea was to send them a maternity box that would, you know, it's 
it's a fucking war that's going on right now. And you may not have access to baby clothing or some diapers or a pacifier. And the whole point was to like get this to them. The number of people who just like scammed us was constant. Um, people lying about, you know, when the due date was or people asking for more, constantly more. We've said we do these baby boxes and they would come back like, well, I have a three-year-old. Can you help my three-year-old? No, babes, I do baby boxes. Like, but my three-year-old needs a coat. I can give you stuff for zero to three months, okay? Like, <laughs> I, I can't do it all. But it's, it's this constant. They're always looking to one-up each other. Um, they're always looking to get as much as they can at the expense of others. There was never any shame that they were getting stuff that they didn't actually need or that they were pushing us constantly, like, more, more, more. I need more. You already got 45 years worth of free shit, okay? <laughs> I, I paid to send this to you. Can you not be grateful? No. There was zero thank you. There was zero, like, and of course there were. But that culture is just, it's, it's really harsh. It's just like, no, do you have more? More? Oh, I'm supposed <laughs> to care that, like, you don't have more? No, I'll go find somebody else who does. It's not to say it's, again, Western ideas look at that and you're like, that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. But clearly these cultures do just fine, more or less. <laughs> not always. Uh, but they've managed to survive this far, having that type of mentality. One thing I, I will say that you said earlier, I do think mm -hmm. that with Grant, that there were multiple times where he could have, you know, well, so first off, <laughs> the fact that he did lie and say that, you know, he was this multimillionaire, uh, mm -hmm. that I definitely put pin on him. Yeah. There are the other thing that you kind of said where, yeah, we're dating or, you know, even if they said that or she said that we're dating. The mm -hmm. fact that he had to pay still for, you know, like interacting. You start with charging my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come see me? <laughs> Get my rent paid. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, to me personally, I don't see if I do that or if I, the only way that you'll interact with me is through payment. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, that's kind of a red flag for me yeah but yeah it's one of these things where love does fucking stupid shit it does i mean it sounds like he was just not in a good place mentally too at the time i mean he'd already been removed from his job for stealing medication and was just probably not doing well mentally i mean i know this was before the pandemic but Everything points to this as somebody who probably needed to be in therapy, who probably needed to be seeing someone quite regularly to assess what was going on. And that just never happened. I would also, if we're going to be pointing fingers and saying, you know, who's responsible for what, I would say his parents are to blame for part of it, too. I mean, he's he was living with them. And I would like to hope that if I were living with my parents and they started noticing stuff disappearing, that they wouldn't just be like, now, Lindsay, $100,000, really? <laughs> you know, that, that there would be some pretty serious consequences, that they would be, you know, they would notice a pattern. It's like so, something is wrong here. And if they confronted me and I was like, no, I, I'm. 
I didn't touch the silverware. Like I, I would never touch the silverware. Mm-mm. Sell it on eBay? Who me? No. You know, they, they would they, they would see the red flags and be like, this needs to stop. And that they would put a ultimatum. And I know that's hard with your own children, I can imagine. But he is an adult here. It's not like he was a 16-year-old. And I feel like they should have done more to, again, make him be in therapy. It's like, you know, you've just lost your job because you were stealing medication. What the hell, man? We didn't raise you like that. Like, if you're going to be living with us to get back on your feet, that's okay. But we need to see some concrete steps here. Are you looking for a job? Are you seeing your therapist? Are you getting out and seeing your friends? Like, are you leaving this apartment, house, whatever, and going out and interacting with the real world? I I put that on them to have taken those steps a little bit. That's your kid. I mean, you're, you're supposed to be the one who kind of notices that something is off about them, especially if it's someone who's living with you like 24 seven in your house and you just like, Oh, I guess he's just really into Twitch and streaming and (laughs) stuff like that. But you, you don't stop to ask like why, (laughs) why only fans is the one who he chose to like buy his setup through. I, I think they, and this sounds harsh because they're dead, unfortunately. Um, And I'm not blaming them for their deaths by any means, but I think that they were probably the first line of defense that got blown through that should have picked up that something was not right here and that they should have done more to help him. And then maybe this wouldn't have ever happened. There's part of me that kind of doesn't want to blame the parents because it did happen very quickly. So like it, it started six months where like, you know, it was a couple thousand dollars here and there. But a couple um, thousand. But I mean, it, I, so, so to you and I, you know, like I said, I mean, like I said in the last show, like if I see $20 out of my bank account, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, but, <laughs> but you know, if you're that, rich you know like a couple thousand is okay you know whatever like oh i I must have you know done whatever you know it's not really thought about and then but when you're starting to see like tens of thousands and then a hundred thousand but it's when the like multiple thousands i mean that should have and you know the fact that he again I i don't put nearly as much responsibility on them as i do kind of on sylvia who was who entered into this agreement. I I think she should have been aware because she knew what type of job she was getting herself into that you were, you're going to have a high likelihood of finding people like Grant who are coming and looking for cam girls. I guess just as a parent, you know, if I had my child move back in with me after again, losing their job at a hospital for stealing medication. (laughs) Allegedly stealing medication. Right. Allegedly stealing medication. I think my first instinct would be to say something is wrong here. Are are you addicted? Are you helping somebody who's addicted? Do you just have zero sense of what is normal? If you're going to be living with me, you have to be in therapy. (laughs) Please. (laughs) You you would think, and I, think I, I I would do I would agree because I mean as far as the medication things go, it was never pinned on him because of the fact that he got such a good lawyer that mom and dad paid for. Yeah, at 
if that's one of those things where it's if you're being accused, like rather than trying to help them out, mm-hmm. you know, being like, eh, maybe you should go to jail, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there, there is. So I think kind of the conclusion that I'm coming down to is mm-hmm. uh, knowing your role. Yeah. And it's a nice also, way to put it. <laughs> you know, and also knowing the, the flags. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's again, that's probably going to be something that we talk about in the future. Yeah, uh, because there are uh, very thin lines between red mm-hmm. flags, and you know, being able to watch out for those red flags and being able to make your decisions based on what you're seeing, mm-hmm. rather than you know what you're feeling. I think that's a a good point. And you're right. Like learning to see the flags. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of us. No. <laughs> As we talk about things, so you can start to see them maybe in a different life or maybe to have your, your viewpoint validated. And that then when you next see this out in the wild, you're better equipped to say, aha, I remember hearing on a podcast once that. <laughs> so, okay. So what is your takeaway? My takeaway is everyone goes to therapy. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What is my takeaway? Hmm. And if you live in Pennsylvania, I know a great therapist. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) But wouldn't that be like conflict of interest? You can't see family. No, I mean, well, anybody who's out there listening. Oh, okay. That's true. They can go see you. Either that or I have a big family. (laughs) Everyone's related. (laughs) (laughs) I guess my takeaway is to approach suspiciously good things with caution. If it sounds too good to be true, maybe it is. I mean, don't go into everything pessimistic, like all this shit ain't going to work. But when you, you know, meet the love of your life on the internet and she's just, she's perfect. And, and everything, it seems great and fantastic. And yeah, I have to pay a hundred dollars every time I want to talk to her, but like, oh my God, she loves me and I love her. (laughs) Stop for a couple seconds and look at it. You know, if you're out again at a store or any place like that, and somebody just kind of, you know, someone who's down on their luck, but like they're saying all the right things and you just, you, You've again, you've met the love of your life at the grocery store or wherever online in a chat room. Um, just kind of you happen to meet in this small town and everything is clicking a little too perfectly. Um, I think that's the moment when you need to step back a little bit and analyze the situation because it's not to say that you can't find love that way, but if everything is really smooth and really fast and it's probably not true love, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's something else. So, I mean, yeah, we're we're both uh, actually we're we're kind of on the same side. Of- I think we are. We, we got there different ways, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, we agreed. <laughs> so, for everybody listening, yeah, know where you're at and. You know, be good to each other. 
Good words to live by. <laughs> also, watch and... out for snakes and don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> it's good family advice start there. <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for listening. My name is Christopher Patchett. I am an LCSW. And I've been Lindsay, your favorite daughter. And if you have any comments, please write to us at toxic at awesomelifeskills.com. And thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.